Welcome to the Iowa Agronomy Update, where we talk all things agronomics. I'm your host, Brent Schwinnaker, and this podcast is brought to you by Asgro DeKalb Brand Seeds. Hey everyone, and welcome to our episode three of the Iowa Agronomy Update. For today's recording, we have invited back our technical agronomists from around the state to give us a brief update on our planning progress and what conditions are like in their respective quadrants of the state. But before we start our Around the Horn planning progress updates, I've invited Brad Sherwin to join us. Hey, Brad, how are you? Good, Brent. How are you today? Good, good. Uh, Enjoying a little spring rain today here on May 1st, so happy May Day. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Hey, so Brad is another one of our DeKalb Basgro technical agronomists, and can you give our listeners a general idea for what uh, what part of the state you cover? Sure. I'm the technical agronomist for the DeKalb Basgro brand, and I cover the northwest Iowa, north central Iowa region. Okay. And so we've uh, we thought to to kick us off here today, uh, we thought we'd kind of talk what to just some quick tips and advice to what to watch out for here. Uh, in the next couple of weeks. So we've got, we've got corn and, and soybeans sitting in, in numerous different stages uh, across the state. We've got it anywhere from uh, still sitting in the bag uh, to probably uh, two and a half, three weeks uh, sitting in the ground. Uh, Brad, so a- as an agronomist, as a technical agronomist, what, what are you looking for in that corn that's been sitting in the ground since April 11th, April 12th? Well, Brent, the two things that I really look at this time of year goes to planting depth and really what's the seed or seedling health look like. If you think back, a lot of these fields may have been planted in soils that were a little bit cooler, maybe a little bit wetter than we'd really like to have. So when I look at planting depth, I really want to see that corn in that inch and three quarter to two and a quarter inches deep. And if we think of planting depth, planting shallower than recommended doesn't necessarily ensure warmer soil temperatures and faster emergence. We see these wide swings in soil temperatures that can cause coleoptal corkscrewing or leafing out underground to occur. Uh, Even if the weather is favorable and faster emergence occurs, that shallow planted corn is likely to have a smaller root mass, which can cause some lodging issues throughout the season. And Shallow planted corn in cool soils is also at greater risk for soil applied herbicide injury because that seed and the roots are closer to that concentrated herbicide zone. Yeah, and that and that's probably something that you bring up a good point, Brad, that, uh, you know, a lot of the herbicides uh, didn't go on very early. The cool, wet spring weeds, weeds weren't a pr- uh, problem uh, early on, just didn't uh, didn't get out of control. So a lot of those herbicides are still waiting to go on. That's right. That's right. And with the rainfall, we have a potential risk there of some of those seedlings coming into contact with that herbicide as they're trying to push through. Yeah. Yeah, sure thing. So let's go to the next, the next phase here, Brad. So we've got corn, a lot of corn here that went in the ground in the last, last couple days. And as you move up into the, probably the Southern half of your geography, highway 20 ish area, you know, we, a lot of guys probably rushing in to get as much done as you can before this rain uh, forecast looks unfavorable again for the next couple, three days. What are, what are we going to look for in those seedlings here uh, as, we, as we progress in the next couple weeks? 
Well, what I encourage growers to look at is the seed and the seedling health, especially if those fields were planted into those cooler, wetter soils. Our recommendation would be to go out, dig up some seeds seven to 10 days after planting, really check for rot diseases such as pythium and fusarium, especially in those fields with continuous corn or minimum tillage or poorly drained soils. For that corn that hasn't emerged, dig up that seed and Look for any soft or mushy seeds, any discolored seeds, any seeds that have a rotten smell. Uh, healthy seeds will be firm and will have a white or light color when the seeds are split open. If you've got some emerged plants, dig up the roots and look for any damage or discoloration. Split those plants and look at the growing point. A healthy growing point will be a whitish or cream color and the tissue will be firm. These tissues will be brown, soft, and water-soaked. Remember, these early-season fungal pathogens that attack those seedlings don't necessarily go away when the soil warms up and the plants begin to grow. Right. Disease-damaged seedlings, uh, roots often lead to delayed or stunted plants in June. You can see as much as a 6 to 12-inch difference in height between a diseased or unaffected corn plant. You know, just keep in mind those shorter disease plants will likely act like weeds for the remainder of the season, stealing water, nutrients, and really not contributing much to yield. Yeah. Yeah, good good point, Brad. So uh, one, one last thing here I want to touch on with you before we let you go. You know, as, as uh, we get a little spring rain and, and uh, things start to warm up and we start to get some GDUs and maybe some of this corn in southern Iowa starts to emerge, what are some tips on uh, probably checking your stand establishment? So I think we're all guilty of it. Uh, probably the uh, 60 mile an hour, or maybe if you're lucky, the 45 mile an hour slowdown and uh, checking those stands from the road. What, what are we going to be looking for on, on some of that uh, as we move into the next couple weeks? Well, really the key is getting that crop up even and we don't want any of those delays coming up, which gives us an uneven plant height or uneven emergence. Uh, keep in mind, in the first 24 to 36 hours after planting, that corn seed's going to absorb or imbibe about 30% of its weight and moisture. And it's this process that the t cell tissues and the kernel will swell and expand. So when we think about way working that ground down, uh, getting that field prepared before we go into planting, if it's a little tacky, you know, a good check is to go out and just get down to about your planting depth in that two to four inch range, get a little bit of dirt in your finger and your hand between your thumb and your forefinger. And if you can ribbon that more than an inch, it's probably too wet. When we think about planting in those conditions as we get back into the field after this rain, be cognizant of soil compaction. Uh, some recent studies indicate that 80% of the soil compaction happens in the first pass through the field. Yeah. So these little details up front, we've got plenty of window. We can cover a lot of ground. I know a lot of growers can plant just about all their corn acres in three to five days. Uh, start strong, yield strong, be patient. Yeah, I think I think you brought up a good point there of getting a get a lot of corn planted in in a short amount of time, and I think we're going to hear that trend as we get into some of our planning progress updates, especially from from the Southern Iowa colleagues here, uh, as how much they've got done here in the last week or so. Uh, so, Brad, any, any last words of advice here before we let you go here moving into uh, maybe even some soybean planting or uh, anything like that moving forward? Just wish everyone has a safe and a good spring, and we'll get a lot 
covered. Look forward to a good, productive year. Patience is the key at this time of the year. We've been bottled up, cooped up all winter long. Everybody wants to get going, but we've got plenty of plenty window left in front of us, and there's no need to set the stage for the year on the wrong foot by pushing things a little early when maybe just waiting an extra day or two would be a big benefit. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Brad. And and so I think uh, patience has been the theme for the first two uh, episodes here at the podcast as we were looking at snow in the forecast. And now we're starting to feel like spring. We're, we're still talking patience because we, we still have a good window to get planted in and conditions are are pretty decent once we get the right conditions that we can get it get it mostly done. So, Brad, thanks a lot for joining us today and hope to hear you back on the podcast soon. Look forward to it, Brent. Have a good day. You bet. Thanks, Brad. And welcome uh, to our uh, Around the Horn planting progress. And we are going to get started here in the northwest part of the state. And we've uh, invited back Jim McDermott. Welcome, Jim. Well, welcome to you, Brent. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So I think the theme of this uh, planting progress is going to be uh, uh, just kind of, uh, it's hard to believe where we've been in the last couple weeks. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to hold as true for your your part of the state as much as the other, uh, especially the southern parts. But give us a give us a general idea, Jim. Uh, maybe give us a just a reminder where what uh, territory you cover, and then just give us a general idea what's uh, what's been going on in that part of the state here this last week. You bet, Brent. Uh, I'm located in Spencer, Iowa. I cover mainly the west half of Northwest Iowa. Um, you're exactly right. You know, we've changed dramatically here in the last two weeks from having snow on the ground. As a matter of fact, we still have uh, snow drifts in the ditches, but uh, planting has started. Most areas got going um, last week or around uh, April 25th, 26th, especially the 27th. Uh, so tremendous progress was made in planting over the weekend with the good weather that we had. Soil temperatures came up dramatically from a week ago. We were we were still upper 30s to low 40s, and, and now we're in pretty good shape with soil temperatures generally in the 50-degree uh, level and rising. Uh, so we're headed in the right direction. Um, certain areas, west-central Iowa, as you get around Sioux City, um, we've got uh, 40 to upwards of 50% of the corn in the ground. Okay. And, and again, most of that taking place in the last four days. Uh, other areas of Northwest Iowa really are just getting a good start. Um, some areas still haven't turned a wheel. So quite a variance across the area, but uh, at least we're, we feel like we're, we're getting started to the planting season. So at least we've got, uh, got some pockets that uh, have quite a bit of corn in the ground now. Yeah. So w would you say most of the fertility is on in your part of the world, Jim, or, or not quite yet? Uh, still going on, you know, there, there wasn't much of a spring anhydrous season. Um, some of that's still going on as we speak. Um, you know, and, and as is, is usually the case in a condensed planting season, uh, sometimes it is hard for retailers to keep up um, as, as people are, are really planting around the clock. Uh, so we are looking at some different options as far as nitrogen. Unfortunately, there, there are plenty of options if we're not able to get uh, say the nitrogen on before planting. Um, obviously we can go uh, liquid uh, UAN, um, even go with the herbicide after planting, go pre-emerge. 
um, plenty of options as well as far as in season with uh, uh, injecting either anhydrous or, or liquid. Um, nice part is too, we've got tools out there such as the uh, Climate Field View Nitrogen Advisor tool uh, that allows us to make that better informed decision in season uh, to help us uh, uh, really hone in on exactly how much loss there may have been from the rainfall and it takes into account what type of organic matter we have in that field Brent and and then we can fine-tune that nitrogen application once we're in season so uh, really not the end of the world if we haven't got our nitrogen on yet we have plenty of options uh, once we do have that corn planted yeah and I would I would say uh, I get I get I kind of get the feeling that uh, one benefit of a of a cool uh, and late spring is uh, is our our weed bank isn't isn't really getting ahead of us yet. So I think maybe one good thing for our retailers is maybe that they're not getting behind on the pre-plant emergence sprays. Right, and you know we haven't had um, a lot of conditions really conducive to uh, burn down, you know, either in our no-till situations or with our cover crops. Um, now that we've got some heat and we've got some nighttime temperatures staying up there above 50, uh, we, we finally are getting some opportunities to do that. So I think, um, you know, really we, we haven't missed much of an opportunity to be spraying from that standpoint, but uh, now going forward, I think you'll start to see a lot of the, the burn downs go on and then uh, a lot of the herbicide applications and, and really there too, we, we've got a lot of options to go. Um, once we've put that seed in the ground on both corn and soybeans, but uh, especially on corn, you know, a lot of our Cetacor uh, based products uh, uh, like Harness, Harness Max, you know, we can certainly go post-emerge uh, up to 11 inch tall corn. So if we haven't got that herbicide on, we can, we can do that in season. Um, if we're doing that, we have to make sure we're using water as a carrier and not using liquid nitrogen. Uh, we, that can, uh, be a little hard on the corn as far as a leaf burn but uh, that that option uh, is available for for our corn as well going with our our some of our uh, acetylchlor based products post emerge well good uh thanks jim you you did mention uh one thing i wanted to touch on maybe a little bit more was uh, a cover crop termination did you did your part of the world see a larger uptick in in those cover crops applied last fall. Uh, I, I kind of see that trend around the state as I go. Is, is that something you saw this season or not? Uh, definitely. Yeah. We've had an increase in cover crops uh, in Northwest Iowa. Um, you know, it's, we do have a little more challenges as you go North in the state, as far as having enough time to get that cover crop up and established. Um, certainly where people are, are uh, cutting silage and able to seed it uh, earlier. We have some excellent stands, um, but uh, we do we do see an increase in cover crops, and we really have seen some benefit as far as the soil health and and of course uh, keeping our nutrients uh, where they need to be on that field. So definitely more acres uh, being devoted to cover crops in this part of the state. Yeah, good. Well, that's good to hear. We're uh, starting to see the same trend around the state, but like you said, there's some certain instances where that gets hard to get those get those established up north, but now Mother Nature's certainly making it hard to get those terminated here this spring as well. So uh, any any last things here, Jim, before, uh, before we let them go and, and uh, transition to a different part of the state? Well, I guess the main thing would be uh, uh, stay safe, while you're planting, that's uh, that's always the, the 
really the key thing as we go through spring. We know, especially with a condensed planting season that we have, that uh, there's going to be some long hours. There already have been some long hours. So uh, that's that's unfortunately when some accidents can happen. So to make sure that, uh, that we are uh, being aware of our surroundings and, and trying to make it through the planting season and uh, make sure everybody's uh, uh, staying safe and able to continue on with this growing season. Okay. Well, thanks, Jim. Thanks for the update. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you, Brent. Good to be on. You bet. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Next up in our planning progress update, we're going to transition into the Northeast part of the state and we've uh, invited back Nicole Steckline. Nicole, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? Great, great. Hey, uh, we uh, we just transitioned out of uh, Northwest Iowa and into into Northeast Iowa, and uh, wanted to get your thoughts on uh, what conditions have been like uh, the last uh, last week or so. I'm anticipating you guys have gotten into the field and, and gotten some work done. Yeah, so there's there's a pretty strong line in my area. Um, that last snow that we got further to the north, you know, we had up to as much as 12 inches of snow and then down to the, uh, the southeast of my territory along Highway 20, close to the uh, Mississippi River, you know, transitioned down that way. It was only a couple of inches. So as far as progress goes, um, a lot of it depends on where you were at on that, uh, that snowfall. Uh, temperature stayed colder the more snow that we got. And then, of course, there was a lot of moisture that went with that, too. Um, Right along Highway 20 and Highway 3 in my area, uh, Delaware, Buchanan County, you know, I, I really can't say that we've had a whole lot of years where the ground has worked up and we've had such a nice planting bed as seed bed as what we've had this year. So, you know, Highway 3, Highway 20, Buchanan and Delaware counties, uh, we're getting some corn in the ground, we're getting some beans in the ground, and the soil conditions are just beautiful. You get further to the north, um, and they're starting to do some some anhydrous, a little bit heavier. They're they're getting some nitrogen on the ground, um, and there's also a couple guys that um, that are, that are planting as well. But otherwise, the soil conditions look really well. Our temperatures are you know starting to get steady in that 50 degrees, and uh, the seed bed conditions are are really good right now. Yeah, I I think I've heard that. I uh, heard that from a lot of a lot of local guys uh, as well. So, uh, would you say uh, in the last few days here, how much of that corn has gone in in that southern part of your territory? In the southern part of the territory, we're probably creeping up on ten percent. Soybeans, maybe we're at five. There, there's a fair amount of folks that went out and put some beans in the ground before they before they switched to corn. Um, but we're we're probably hovering around that five to ten percent. Uh, depend depending on the county, really. Uh, Buchanan, Delaware, they're they're getting a lot more in the ground than than where we're able to in a lot of other areas. Sure, and it just sounds like a struggle as we go further north, as we get closer to Minnesota. Then. Yep, and you know I, I'm driving around right now. Uh, I was on I'm on Highway Three right now, kind of that old line area, and we're we're getting a, a perfect rain. Uh, we got some thunderstorms coming from the coming from the south in the Cedar Rapids area, which maybe will bring some harder pounding rains. Um, if we can stay wet and a little bit cooler, I don't think that we're going to have any crusting issues. But I looked at the radar and further north um, in like that Chickasaw County area, um, it looks like they're getting quite a bit of rain and it's a little bit heavier. So, you know, those, those folks that weren't able to get going real hot and heavy with the planting yet, 
looks like they're going to have to shut down maybe for a couple days as they get some heavier rains. And I'm just crossing my fingers that we don't have any emergence problems. I know, you know, those folks up there last year got a lot of really heavy, hard pounding rains. They were extremely wet. You know, they, they got the goalie washers last spring mm-hmm. and, uh, and it really hurt a lot of their emergence. So just keep my fingers crossed that, uh, that they can, keep the soils mellow. Uh, they didn't have a lot of groundwork right ahead of the planters um, and that they can still have good emergence conditions uh, coming into their planting season. Yeah. So it, it seems to me, Nicole, that uh, our theme seems to kind of trudge forward and, and flexibility. Uh, it, uh, it It's, it's just going to be one of those years. Unfortunately, conditions were good, but now, like you said, radar, radar showing ra- rain coming. Uh, this is a uh, recording on May 1st. So uh, already raining here in central Iowa and it actually smells like spring uh, finally here. And, uh, but we've got uh, forecasted three, two to three more shots of rain coming uh, throughout the week. So it's going to be a, a flexible, flexible week here. I think as we, uh, especially for your part of the world, as we want to get started, uh, <clears throat> any, any problems getting uh, cover crops terminated? Any a uh, lot of fertility still going down up in that part of the world? Then I'm guessing there, there's still a fair amount of uh, of anhydrous that needs to go on. Most of the P and K has gotten put on. Um, so we're as far as cover crop termination. You know, we we were so slow to warm up and and slow to get some rain that I'm not overly concerned about cover crop termination just because there hasn't been a whole lot of growth. So temperatures are warm right now. I've uh, seen plenty of sprayers out there. So I think that we're going to get a good kill on these cover crops as long as we can get the contact. You know, so, some of these guys that put cover crops into heavy residue corn, um, we want to make sure that, um, that we're able to contact that growth, that growing tissue, so that it can translocate that Um so that we can get it terminated. Sure. Um, otherwise, it looks like conditions are going to be going to be pretty pretty conducive. Um, as far as uh, you had mentioned being, you know, flexible, um, I was just talking with a grower on the phone as I was as I was on my way to my current location, and uh, he had just finished up with his commercial corn and he put his first field of of uh, seed corn acres in, and he said, you know, we're we weren't really early but we weren't late either. And that one really struck a chord with me that just that, that phrase is that, you know, nothing went in the ground really early, but we aren't late either. You know, conditions no. are right. And as far as, you know, guys think about switching maturity with, with the way the weather is working and guys are starting to get things done, corn's going in the ground. Um, I feel really good about the timing of when things are going in and the conditions that they're going in as well. Yeah. I think, I think the conditions is, is the big, the big key here. And I think the, the next couple guys we'll hear from on the podcast will probably prove just how, how quick that this crop can get in the ground. So we're going to transition into, to Southern Iowa next. So, uh, Nicole, thanks for uh, stepping on with us and giving us uh, five, six minutes of your time. And we'll hope to hear from you again. All right. 10, four, we'll see you later. You bet. Thanks, Nicole. So next up in our planning progress uh, updates, we're going to transition into Southwest Iowa and welcome back, John Swalwell. John, how are you? I'm good. How are you this morning, Brent? Great, great. So, hey, we're going to um, uh, just 
get a quick update here from John on where we're sitting. Uh, we've transitioned uh, into into May now. It's the first of May, and uh, just want to give us a quick update, John, on where where the crops are at. Uh, you know, where I'm sure you've got corn in all different stages, uh, and just give us a, what the conditions are like in that part of the world. So we've had a big week. Uh, we're- and um, a lot of corn got planted since we had some early delays. Guys were poised and ready. Um, I would say in my, you know, the south half of my territory, we're on the downhill slide for planting corn. Um, probably over 75 to 80 percent planted as you get south of I-80 or at least south of Highway 92. Now, the northwest part of what I cover, which I go all the way up to almost Sioux City or around Sioux City, they're, they're significantly behind that pace, but um, so it's hard for me to give a whole average of, of what we are for a percent planted, but we're over 50% definitely for my whole territory and almost done planting corn in the southern parts of what I covered. Um, even that far along, it's a condensed planting window. Um, on Monday, I talked to one of my guys uh, down along the Missouri line, and he was planting corn, and that corn was just spiking on Monday. So we're going to have a lot of corn uh, very close together in development of the way this planting session has gone. Yeah, that, that's a good point that we haven't we haven't heard uh, from any of the other updates yet. We've we've transitioned out of the two northern Iowa uh, territories and, and we're really just getting into some actual uh, good a good fair amount of corn that that's in the ground. Uh, you, I'm assuming you've had some um, corn that that's uh, uh, been in the ground uh, quite a while. And then a lot of corn that you said that's still, still in the bag uh, <clears throat> waiting to be waiting to go. Uh, what about beans, John? Or how are, how are we sitting on beans? We've noticed a trend here in Southern Iowa, with a few guys that, that put beans in the planter before they put corn in. Yeah, we had some of that in different markets. Um, you know, to me, I think it was, you know, up around that Denison, Schleswig area. Some of the moisture conditions got to be all right when the soil temp was still not what comfortable guys were comfortable with on corn. So I think they did some of the beans before corn. But I think a more significant thing is just there's a lot of guys that are equipped to go ahead and plant beans as they're planting corn. So it's not like we have to get to 80 or 90 percent corn planting before beans go in the ground. The beans started to progress also. And I would say, you know, in southern um, south of 92, there's probably, you know, 40, 40 percent of the beans planted, maybe um, up to, you know, no beans planted further north. Planting uh, beans first or beans right when they started corn. So I don't have a great handle to where we're at because that just goes so fast. Several of the dealers I've talked with would say that they've got 40% of the soybeans out of their warehouse that they will sell. Mm. So it, it's kind of all over the board from a lot done to not a lot done. Yeah. And I, I, <clears throat> that's a, that's another, another trend uh, that you bring up as far as just, just guys having that and just getting it started uh, at the same time as, has been, been a big trend here and and really when we talked about soybean agronomics you know on the last podcast you know one of those key things is getting them in the ground early and and getting them a fair start so uh so it should be good off to a great start in that in in your part of the world john for uh at least high yield potential 
Yeah, I think so. It's going to be interesting. Um, you know, we haven't missed out on any growing season. Um, even though a lot of guys didn't get planted till the last week of April, that stuff that was in the ground didn't really do much. Yeah. Um, they just now, uh, we figured it out on Monday night, you know, from that planting date on April 11th or 12th, we were just at 120 GDUs. So really guys in that late April, first of May planting window are really not missing out on much of whatever the season gives us for GDUs. So um, I think we're probably going to run into some spots where the soil temps were a little bit cool and maybe not ideal. And we're going to have to evaluate some stands, but I've actually been impressed with how things have come along, even though the air temperatures have felt awful cold through this spell uh, at times it feels like the corn, uh, the, the soil temperature stayed steady enough that it progressed. I, I replanted a corn plot on Sunday and, um, we had planted the first time eight days prior to that. And that corn had an inch and a half radical was starting to form a shoot going to the surface. And we planted it in some really marginal conditions. I think with a soil temp was probably 48 degrees, um, and just a little bit tacky. So, you know, I'm, cautiously optimistic about the corn that went in the ground even with some cool conditions yeah the, the forecast you could sure tell here uh today it, it sure feels like spring uh the a, a nice uh, gentle rain here today and uh it just kind of smells and feels like spring and those temperatures you know and that corn just got a warm a warm drink of water for that you know 80 percent of your territory got got a good drink of water here this week so Yep. Yep. Uh, things, uh, like I said, cautiously optimistic about what we have in the ground so far. How, how are we sitting, John, with uh, herbicide uh, on on your corn going into this uh, forecast? Are we Are we caught up or are we still a little behind there? I don't think anybody ever feels like totally caught <laughs> up on controlling weeds. Um, we had a couple really nice spray days right when we started to get planting. But you know how it is uh, when with the delayed planting dates, the priority was to get that planter moving. So not everybody was making herbicide applications on those days when the wind was calm. And everybody knows what we've had for wind um, since then. So I, I actually feel like we're kind of behind on getting some of the products on the ground. Um, and the weeds have really just popped. Uh, the warm afternoons that we had um, over the last week have brought on a lot of um, progress uh button weeds yesterday really started to pop up in no-till bean stubble um we hadn't seen those previously some of the early emerging stuff like lamb's quarter and ragweed we're starting to see so we did see a big pop um in some weed pressure in this last week so getting timely applications of safe products i think is really important right now one of the worst things i think that can happen is if you've got corn in the ground um almost ready to emerge and you throw the herbicide out there and then get a three inch rain that washes all that chemical right down on the uh, seedling right before it emerges. So I just hope people guys um, get their herbicide applications done um, and avoid the watchouts of getting a really hot mixture that these young plants have to metabolize uh, getting washed right down on them. Yeah. So that definitely will be the next thing that we're going to have to catch up on is, is getting these herbicide products down with the wind challenges we've had in the last four or five days yeah and with the forecast here this week we could you know these weeds are getting a nice warm drink of water as well and we'll be condensed and they'll they'll start popping like in our yard and we'll uh we'll start to see here 
uh, get behind again uh, with our with our spring and especially our retailers that are uh, you know do a majority of that spring we'll uh, we'll sure feel the pinch here uh, by by the middle of next week so yeah well hey john thanks a lot for joining uh appreciate the update and we'll uh, hope to hear you back on the podcast soon all right thanks, thanks john so we're going to round out our trip across the state here with our planning progress updates and we're going to land here in southeast iowa with scott johnson welcome back scott hey brent uh great talking to you you bet so hey uh, we've been going around the state. We've been getting some planning progress updates and some just general conditions, uh, kind of state of the union type, if you will, for your territory. Uh, give us a quick idea where, um, you know, where your territory there in southeast Iowa, how we're sitting with corn, soybean plantings and, and so forth. Yep. So we've had, had pretty good planning conditions here the last uh, 10 days or so. And, and corn planting is done uh, about as fast as I've, I've ever seen it. So we're uh, corn planting for the most part in, in Southeast Iowa, I'm gonna say we're 95% complete. Uh, there's a few folks yet there are, are still uh, working away, but the majority of the majority of the corn is in the ground. Um, bean wise, you know, beans, you know, often go in the ground, you know, uh, about the same time as corn, but we're a little bit further behind there. I wanna say we're probably 30, 40% planted on beans. Um, and again, we've got pretty good conditions there. There's there's some rain uh, scheduled to come in the next few days, but uh, um, as of today, this morning, yep, uh, there's uh, still a good chunk of southeast Iowa that, that missed some rain last night, and, and uh, there's still beans going in the ground today. Well, good. That's uh, <clears throat> that's kind of a welcome welcome update from after we've heard uh, from uh, our colleagues in in northern Iowa. I you know. You kind of mentioned it as a downside of being only 34% planted in beans. Our, our colleagues to the north would, would kind of beg to be uh, in that position right now. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think the general theme that we've also heard, uh, Scott, throughout some of these is, uh, you know, our, our herbicides are, are maybe uh, may get, get a little bit behind here now since we didn't we weren't rushed to get those on. We didn't have a, a huge weed bank ahead of us. They weren't, uh, the conditions weren't uh, ripe for, for those to get out of control. Where, where are we sitting at in Southeast Iowa as far as, as our herbicides and pre-plants uh, are on? Are we uh, ahead of the game or, or maybe getting behind the game? We're probably a little bit behind the game as far as getting some of the, the uh, uh, pre-plants down and even some of the burn downs. You know, just like I said, the, the plant, the, the, the corn, corn and beans, both, you know, we're going in at a record place, a record pace. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've got some really good spray equipment to follow up the, with the planter if we get a little bit behind. But Mother Nature hasn't been that kind to us here the last, you know, three, four days with, with high winds. It's uh, preventing us from getting some of those out. Uh, so far, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been pretty dry. So, you know, there's, you know, weeds will, Weeds will come regardless, but it's a little bit slow as far as, as seeing some of the, you know, the, uh, the the weeds starting to emerge here. So we we still got a little time. Uh, the, wind, the wind calms down here a little bit. We can get caught up in in short order, and uh, but we still need the rain to get everything activated, and that's that's what we need to happen here the next next few days. Yeah. <clears throat> so Scott, I was also going to uh, kind of bring up uh, kind of a little special to your your territory as far as conditions go. You. 
you guys are awful dry. You guys got a good head start on the rest of the state. Uh, th- this forecast here, the first week of May for this uh, warm rain, you-, you guys are probably anxious to see that in your part of the world. We are. I, I looked on Iowa Mesonet here yesterday, just trying to get a handle where we're at rainfall-wise. And, and according to the, the website there, this is the second driest uh, April on record um, mm. in southeast Iowa. So, yeah, we're, we're significantly behind the eight ball as far as rainfall. Uh, we've got a lot of beans that are actually, you know, today are, are going in dry dirt here, waiting uh, waiting for that rainfall to come to, to you know, get that, that crop started. So, yeah, we're, we're needing some rain here in short order. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, what perfect timing, right? And we went, uh, went in at record pace here in the last 10 days, you said. Now you're going to get a nice spring rain, a warm drink of rain, and, and really going to set yourself up for a good, a good high yield potential here in, in your part of the state, it sounds like. Yeah, it's, we we're actually potential-wise. I'm pretty, pretty optimistic. You know, we, we started out cold. The whole state started out cold here, uh, you know, in April. Um, but I was just out of curiosity, I kind of ran the GDUs here, you know, last year versus this year. And last year, they, for us in this part of the world, you know, April 10th is when a lot of the planning started. And uh, I think the, the perception now, you know, for a lot of growers is that we're way behind heat unit-wise compared to a year ago. But if you actually look at it, I, I just ran them this morning for the central part of the state around the Oski area. And uh, from April 10th last year till today, we had 159 uh, GDUs, and this year we're sitting at 134. Hmm. We're really not that far behind. And really the kicker is when that heat came. You know, last April, uh, the first part of April was warm, but the last week in April and first week in May were extremely cold. And this year, you know, we've got the heat late in the year. So uh, the only heat that matters is the heat that the crop sees. And so far, we're really not that far behind from where – we're like so I think perception is for for some growers we're, we're actually sitting pretty good yeah so you're you're talking 20 only really 25 uh, GDUs off of of last year and if you think about it that's that's really only a couple days worth of heat units to be honest so it's that's not a bad place to be especially when you compare that corn went in and then the then we flip-flopped and got cool and wet this year, the corn went in and we flip-flopped and got warm and wet. So I, I'd, I'd rather have this year's conditions versus last year, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's uh, field potential is still huge. So yeah, we're we're sitting good. If we uh, there's still a good chance for rain for the next couple of days. So as that crop is getting put in the ground, you get like to your point, Brent. We get a couple of days of nice warm rain. We're gonna be sitting pretty darn good here by this time next week, as long as that rain comes. Well, good. That's, uh, I think this is a, a good territory to, to end with then, Scott, because uh, uh, just, to, just to give a brief summary here at the end, we've, uh, uh, we've gone around the state. We started in northwest Iowa, uh, ended here in southeast Iowa. And uh, so we've heard numbers anywhere from 95% done with corn to haven't, haven't turned a wheel uh, in the northern part of the uh, state. So we, uh, we've got a wide, wide range of, of differences in crop stages here. Uh, you know, our southern part of the geography sounds like we're, uh, a lot of that corn is going to be staged in this, you know, in the same time frame. Uh, but I, I think as we move further north, uh, you get north of uh, Interstate 80, Highway 30, Highway 20, you know, there's going to be some diverse differences. And if you think about Iowa as a whole, 
uh, you know, a majority of our corn acres are uh, in that northern uh, two-thirds of the state anyway. So, you know, we're, we're still got a lot of corn to plant uh, in, the, in the state of Iowa. Uh, we've got a good window to get it done. I think, Scott, you guys have proven uh, it can go in in a short amount of time. So I think there's really no need to be, no need to be uh, over-anxious or worried yet at this point. But uh, I, think, I think we're still sitting at a good point. Uh, but again, flexibility, patience is still virtue here. Uh, uh, as of our State of the Union here on May 1st. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and be sure to get your questions in here. If you get rained out of the field and, and you got some questions, be sure to get them in and, and uh, uh, send, us, uh, send us a question and use the hashtag AskIowaAgronomy. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and we answer those questions here on the podcast whenever we, whenever we get them in and we'd love to, love to answer them here on the next podcast. So Scott, thanks for joining and we hope to hear again from you soon. Yep. Good to talk to you, Brent. You bet. Thanks, Scott.